Welcome to the Hope Restored podcast. Hope Restored is a disaster and crisis relief ministry actively engaged in our community and across the country, addressing the practical needs of people affected by earthquakes, fires, floods, hurricanes, tornadoes, and wind and snow events. Our ministry is to help clean up by moving debris, cutting trees, doing mud outs, and other tasks. Our mission is to come alongside individuals and families to provide physical help that will provide a platform to share the love and grace of Jesus in a tangible, personal way, encouraging people in or to their personal relationship with God. We are a small, all-volunteer Christian disaster relief ministry based in Colorado Springs, Colorado. You can follow us on Facebook at Hope Restored Ministries or check out our webpage at www.hoperestored.org. We can be reached by email at podcast at hoperestored.org and look forward to your questions, comments, and suggestions. Hi, and welcome back. This is Byron, and this podcast is titled A Plan Derailed. So, as you know, Susan and I had responded to the Joplin tornado, and after that, we had gone back to Joplin to work on rebuild projects. Uh, We were there long enough that we towed our camper out, and we were living in it during the months that we were there. Every few weeks, we'd take a break and leave our camper in Joplin, head home for a week to keep up with our personal lives. We'd go through our mail, pay our bills, do yard work, you know, just normal day-to-day stuff. We had just returned home on such a break when we got a call to respond to a serious tornado disaster in Harrisburg, Illinois. Dubbed the Leap Day Tornado Outbreak, 42 tornadoes hit the Midwest February 28th through the 29th of 2012. Harrisburg was hit hard by one of the strongest tornadoes, leaving eight dead. Well, we put together a plan that would put us in Harrisburg, Illinois, ready to work as the area opened up to volunteers. The plan was to leave first thing in the morning and drive as far as Joplin. It's about 690 miles from our house and takes about 11 hours. We'd spend the night in our camper and then leave the next morning and make the drive to Harrisburg. That's about 400 miles and we estimated about six and a half hours to get there. That put us in Harrisburg early enough for us to get set up in a campground and then connect with the rest of the team in the early afternoon. And we'd be ready to start work early the following morning. It was a good plan. A really, really good plan. Well, the morning didn't go well. (laughs) Interruptions piled up with delays until it was afternoon. By the time we got on the road, we were a bit frustrated. As a matter of fact, I was totally frustrated. A little over five hours into our trip, it was well after eight o'clock at night, and we were tired and looking forward to stopping for a quick dinner break when the cell phone rang. Sean, a friend uh, who we'd met while working in Joplin, had called to warn us of an impending violent thunderstorm. The potential tornadoes along the route from Joplin to Harrisburg expected the next day. Well, we were grateful for the heads up, and we committed to keep watch on the weather. Well, we pulled into Salina, Kansas, and we stopped for a quick dinner break. Susan started the conversation about stopping for the night. It was after 9 p.m., and we were both a little tired. I assured her that I would be good for the remaining five-and-change-hour drive after our break. After all, we had a plan. As we ended our break, Susan again asked, Maybe we should stop for the night. Well, no, I I assured her I'd be just fine for that final run into Joplin. Remember, we had a plan. An hour and change later, we passed through Park City, Kansas, and I was just totally overcome with the feeling of being tired. We talked a bit and made the decision to spend the night in Wichita, just a few exits up the highway. Well, we left early the next morning and drove the remaining three hours into Joplin, pulling into our campsite just before 8 a.m. The call warning of the dangerous weather was far from my mind as Susan went in to make us breakfast and I started the task of breaking camp. Within minutes, Susan called me inside. 
She had not forgotten the warnings from the previous night's call. She had turned on to the weather channel and was watching the dire warnings, calling for severe winds, thunderstorms, and tornadoes along the route we were about to take. We watched the forecast together for a few minutes and then called ahead to the team we were about to meet and let them know we would be delayed. We sat safely in our camper and ate breakfast, grateful that God had delayed our arrival, grateful that he had caused us to stop the previous night, and we reflected on how he sent us a warning through the call of a faithful friend. It was the delays and the stop of the previous night that had prevented Susan from forgetting the warning and our heading out early from Joplin directly into the path of that storm while towing a camper, a certain recipe for disaster. The event reminds me of my favorite verse, Mark 15:21. Then they compelled a certain man, Simon a Cyrenian, father of Alexander and Rufus, as he was coming out of the country and passing by to bear his cross. I think it's interesting that Simon is only mentioned in the Gospels for this one instance, yet there is so much information provided about him. We know from the verse that he was from Cyrene, which is near modern-day Libya. The trip to Jerusalem for Passover would have been 700 to 1,000 miles, depending on the road he took. The cost would have been extremely high. It seems Simon had good righteous plan to travel to Jerusalem for Passover. That when he arrives, the Praetorium Guard forces him to bear the cross of some dirty, filthy criminal. When he takes on the cross, he's physically covered by the blood of Jesus and immediately becomes unclean. He's ineligible for Passover. His good and righteous plan was completely train wrecked. All that time, money, travel, hardship, and planning wasted. The disappointment must have been overwhelming. I dare say that I'm sure I would not have responded well to the situation. While we and Simon struggle with the catastrophic upset of Simon's good and righteous plan, God was not surprised or upset. God had a plan to use this event for his glory. If we turn over to Acts 13.1, we find Simon again. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there was a certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simon, who was also called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, and Manan, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. Well, looks like Simon's been home, he's been cleaned up, and the blood of Jesus no longer covered him physically. However, now he's covered spiritually by the blood of Jesus and is living Passover every day. If we flip one more time to Romans 16.13, we find even more of God's plan for his glory revealed. And the verse simply says, Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Well, if we go back to Mark 15, father of Alexander and Rufus. Wow. So not only has he been home and been saved, but his family's been saved. The Bible's replete with examples of how God changes the plans of men. In Judges chapter 7, we see the change of a standing army of over 30,000 men to 300. They're about to attack an army, quote, as numerous as locusts and their camels without number, as the sand by the seashore in a multitude. That's Judges 7.12. The purpose for his change is given in verse 2, which says, And the Lord said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. When I think about our trip and the frustrations and delays and the imminent lurking danger, we're reminded of God's gentle care and his compassion for us. I'm thoughtful of a God who created all things from nothing. I'm reminded of a God who created man from the dust of the earth and into whose nostrils he breathed the very breath of life. I'm confronted with a God who named the very stars and calls me by name. 
I'm confounded by a God so great and glorious that he would be personally concerned with me and Susan and orchestrate our, our physical salvation from a storm and our spiritual salvation from eternal death. I'm reminded that God does all things for his glory. In this, I am challenged to renew myself day by day, hour by hour, through deliberate thoughts and intentional actions, to engage in my personal relationship with a holy and righteous God, through the power of his Holy Spirit and the free gift of his grace and mercy. As we close out, we'd like you to consider the following questions as you meditate on the things of God today. Which of your plans has been derailed? How will you deliberately think and intentionally act as you choose to respond to your derailed plan? How will you let your experience drive you deeper into a relationship with God? Thank you for participating in the Hope Restored podcast. We pray you were encouraged by God's Word today. You can follow us on Facebook at Hope Restored Ministries or check out our webpage at hoperestored.org. We can be reached by email at podcast at hoperestored.org. We'd love to hear your comments or questions. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we hope to see you again next week. Tell a friend. Blessings.